nice things. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... Just my name, rank and number, Fritz. So that's Carmichael P, one, and flight lieutenant. That's all you're getting. Flight lieutenant? Well, mm. Why is that, dear? Have you been flying a lot lately? I've been watching Secret Army. And ah, what a great I choice. fancy that idea of being a flight lieutenant in World War Two and being... Sure, not dying... There's always this problem, isn't there? Because there's a, a natural thing to romanticise with these periods. Like Downton Abbey, you know, where they're all recuperating with their one legs, that sort of thing. And then I think, well, I'd, I'd have liked to have been there, but to have come out of it absolutely unscathed. And if, if somebody could have made the promise to me, Churchill maybe, could have said, nothing's going to happen, I'd have loved it. But I wouldn't have liked them not being, oh, the other bit I wouldn't have liked, I don't think. You you sense. you'd just like to be like was it Nicholas Frankow and uh, was it John Collings the two English airmen in Hello Hello? That's precisely how I'm picturing it actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know why you've been watching Secret Army. By the way. Go on. Why? I bet it's cause you watch the Michael Bryant documentary on the season nine box set. It is that. It wasn't even the documentary. I think at the beginning. They bring up a load of his end caps, directed by Michael E. Bryant. Copyright BBC MCM LXXVIII. Oh, that was those, great, that doc. It, I mean, Those Roman numerals. Is that a 10-acre films job? I think it's a BBC Studios. They're, is it? They're, they're clawing a fur bit back. They're sort of going... Well, oh, whoever made it, absolutely awe. Oh, man, it was mm. dead, dead good. To the point where I've bought Michael Bryant's book on the strength of it, because... Brill, brill, brill. Him at 81 just sailing round, I presume, the Solent or somewhere. I'm not even sure. Mm. Um, boss. Boss. Yeah. What a guy. I didn't oh. know he'd done that body of work. I know you do. You'll know where he bought his shirts from. Even. No, there were plenty of credits there. And I was like, oh, God, yeah, that's him. I mean, the amount of stuff that this man's Kessler? directed. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. It's just like, oh, God, you did that. But he did secret. I mean, yeah, take my hat off to him. That's the BBC for you. And Howard's Way, which is sort of big time knocking on, on my door. And I've still not finished The Brothers. You've not sent me the uh, last Oh, I need one. to send you the last two series. I need series. to buy him. I need to buy him. I need to buy him. I'll send you the last two series, though, dear. We have a watch. I'm still not warming to uh, Glynn's replacement. I'm not, man. But you've had four series of it him It doesn't now. matter. He's amazing. That's why I want to watch Howard's Way. He's like this great big sort of presence that, oh, yeah. that, that is in a, in the screen, him. Oh, Glenn Howard is just sort of like, oh, yeah, he's too big for the for 4-3 television, isn't he? It's he's like, brilliant. Love that him. That performance is about to explode out. That Welsh gravelly. Oh, lovely. He's Love fantastic. Fine hair. Absolutely. Oh, yes. He's um, got that lovely hair that we talk about. The old, you know, it's um, woven, isn't it? It's what, sorry? Woven? Is that a word? Have I made that up? Woven. Well, woven. It, it looks like a sort of a wig, doesn't it? Well, you could put it like that. I prefer woven, even if it's not a word. I'm not convinced it is now, thinking about it. Woven? Woven. Yes, woven is a word. Definitely. Yes. Because, you know, it's one of those things where you say it to yourself a few times and you go, it's not a word now. Yes, it is a word. Okay, woven. So he has woven, woven her. I'd say what's good on that uh, season nine box Sounds set. like a fucking safari park now, I'm saying it. Woven, woven safari, safari, or Abbey. Yes. Woven Abbey. Woven Abbey. Oh, oh, I'd like to be there. 
Yeah, that'd be that nice, would wouldn't it? We should do a live one from Woven Abbey. We should. We should. If you know where Woven Abbey is, as you can see below, you can contact us through the website. www.nicethingsshow.com Well done, dear. That's very good. Um, I'll tell you what else was good on that uh, Season 9 box set. Mm. I love the extras on the... uh, So the Panopticon archives with the absolutely devastatingly beautiful Ingrid Pitt on it. Mm. And where she's talking about being in a concentration camp as a child as being the basis of her acting. It's amazing. Develop. Have you seen that? Uh, is it Beyond the Forest? The last thing she did, where she narrates uh, an animated short about her childhood in a concentration camp. God, no, I've not seen that. I've not. I've, I've looked for it. Um, wow, that is Uh-oh. that is some story she tells on that. Well, isn't no, it? that is. I mean, God, things like that always absolutely fascinate me. There's a woman. Uh, I was just reading in my in my still coke damaged daytime gothic. I've ordered a new copy. Um, oh, it's a fascinating one. There's a lady, and you'll just see her here on the screen, marching away from the house there. Um, and that's Alexandra Maltka. Um, and I think 1943, when she was a baby, she was the lead actress in Dark Shadows for two years. 1943, she was she was smuggled out of somewhere like Hungary in the bottom of a washing basket. So, like, they had to make a false bottom, put this baby inside, wow. pile clothes on it so she could be smuggled over the border and survive. And then she ends up uh, there in Dark Shadows. The most amazing thing, well, isn't it? Well, Ingrid you... Pitt and her mother escaped from the concentration camp. God. Yeah. I mean, you know, all you see is this, like, stunning woman on yeah. the screen. right? Yeah, absolutely. And then you find out the life that this person led. But it's a great interview. Um, I think it's on the Time Monster, the final mm. disc. To uh, have escaped from a concentration camp, not just survived it. No. Blimey. Isn't that, like, out of this world? Mm. I remember reading a while ago that when uh, she was in Where Eagles Dare, she was traumatised by all the uniforms. Seeing really? all the SS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A PTSD sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Blimey. Can you imagine? I mean, we're only talking, what, 1967, is it? So you're talking about 20... Yeah. 22 years? Wow, man. 22 years ago was, what, 2001? I don't like that fact. That's not true. Well, we can assume that. What did you just say? 22 years ago was 2001. Bloody hell. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I know. Anyway, let's Isn't stop thinking ridiculous? about that. Mustn't think about that. Let's not think about that. Let's go back to Woven Abbey. Mm, Woven Abbey, beautiful. Woven Abbey, yes. They they do mock jousting tournaments there. Of course they do. Yes. I tell you what, how good is the time monster? Mm. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it, it I really love it. is. It's the most cosy out of <coughs> even that cosy series. It's ridiculously cosy. I love the stuff set in Atlantis. The story breaks off and it goes to Atlantis for two episodes. And all of a sudden, everyone's acting as though they're in a BBC Shakespeare, but made in the 50s. It's well, that, the, oh, that guy, the high priest, you'll know yeah. his name. No, I, I don't. Okay, Top so head, but... have you watched the Behind the Sofas on any of them? Not yet, no. So the one on the Time Monster, Katie Manning says he was a, a solicitor until he was 50-something, then he was like, right, I'm going to be a fine Shakespearean actor. Oh. And and became one. Good. I, I thoroughly approve of that. I yeah. thoroughly approve of yeah. that. Yeah. It's a great, great cosy series. Oh, it is. Uh, it's uh, just... 
the combination of you know you've got all the lovely stuff set in the 70s that's proper groovy that's the yeah. only way to put it and katie manning talks about how she had to take some groovies out of the script yeah that's um, right but it, it's 1972 and it is pure 1972 and then all of a sudden there you are in this ruined city and with a giant budgerigar flying around, screaming and making everything fall over. <laughs> Barry it's Letts mental. on the on the um, and you'll have seen them because I think they were originally on the DVD. Mm. But Barry Letts is not happy with David. What's his name? Prowse. No, no, no. The director. He never asked him again after uh, Frontier in Space. He cocked that up as well. Oh, was it? Um, oh, bloody hell! What's his name? Not David Maloney, is it? No, 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 no. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. David, whatever his name was. Um, and he just wouldn't listen about the uh, about Kronos's costume. And when you watch it, it's just like, wow. It is just a giant sort of... Well, what... It, I mean, he's... Is it a dove? I don't know. I think so. I mean, I remember seeing... Do you remember in the 20th anniversary special hmm. that we got? The Radio yeah, Times. The Radio Times on, yeah. And you'd look through it, and they'd have the episode guide, and, and all we had was still photos, and it looked like, wow, mm, what's that? That yes. looks astonishing. Um, but it's just, it's just fantastic. Top marks to the uh, whoever put together the <laughs> season nine box set. I yes. absolutely, I've reveled in that this week. It's been glorious. I, I actually, I must thank you because you were the one who first taught me into bla- buying the Blu-rays. Yes. I don't absolutely. like the logo on them. And, no, they will, I, and they will change it before they've finished it. That's... No, they won't. They've said they're not going to. Are they not going to? Yeah, there was a big thing on Instagram with people sort of petitioning Russell T. Davis going, what about the spines? I say that like I wasn't one of them. <laughs> Obviously I was. And yeah. he said, no, we're not going to change the spines. That would be ridiculous. So, thank you. It would be. It would be that heartbreaking would... because then no. they'd re-release them with the new spines and you'd have to have them. You would. You're going to be stuck with that spine, I'm afraid. Yes, yes. Speaking of being stuck with spines, how's mm. how's your week been medically, dear boy? I'm sure My the uh, viewers and listeners would like to hear an update. My week has been most peculiar, dear. Um, yeah, it's been a strange one, speaking to uh, neurologists uh, and all this. And whilst they have done some interesting experiments upon me... Um, so there, w- there was one... Um, you know the old reaction test where you get hit with a hammer? I'm seeing Leslie Thomas. This is the sort of thing, yeah. It's exactly yeah. that. Um, yeah. Well, there was one of those, but with this chap who didn't seem to realise where my reflex points were. And twice absolutely cracked me on the kneecap. Sorry, is... Leslie Phillips. Leslie Phillips. You said Leslie Phillips. I said Leslie Thomas. Hang on, which one's Leslie Thomas? He's the one with brown hair and a tash. Whereas Leslie Phillips is the man. The man. Yeah. I can't think of who Leslie Thomas is now. No, it don't matter. We'll f- we'll it? we'll remember him. Okay, we'll remember him later. Anyway, yeah. so there were these various things, and then I was saying, you know, well, I, I was I had all of these done without them trying to break my legs. Um, I said I had all of this done um, when I was uh, in the hospital, and uh, they were very thorough. And he said, "Oh, how thorough?" And I said, "Well, you know, they had a look up there." The umpire's so, finger, as Mr. Raider referred to. Absolutely. As. So I said, uh, that was my way of saying, so you don't have to do that, do you? Thank you very much. I thought, let's just get that out there. That's being done. It's not being done again. Not by you. Not by anyone. Absolutely no. not. No, no, that's quite enough. So anyway, um, went through a lot of tests. And then he went, hmm. 
So I was thinking about this rectal examination. I said, right, okay. And I just sort of got in the position automatically. <laughs> Very Pavlovian sort of thing. And, right. And he'd been doing this test with a little pin. It's like a drawing pin on the end of a, of a bit of plastic or something, and just jabbing it into my legs and going, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And it's like, well, yes, just sticking drawing pins in me. I can feel that. Um, and then he didn't shove it up your ass, did he? Well, he said, um, oh, oh, he Good said. God, man. Right, he said, so, oh, uh, when, when I assumed the position, he said, oh, no, don't worry. It's not with the finger. And I said, okay. He went, it's with the prick. Now, why call it the prick, this thing that he's been jabbing my body with? You don't call it the prick. Cardigan's it's a, Lancers. It's, it's like the name of a dirty toy, the prick. It is, yeah. It is, isn't it? So he's like, Whoa. not my finger, with the prick. And I'm like, okay. So and I, did he I, wait for a reaction? Well, I don't think I moved a muscle. It was one of those <laughs> where I just froze and a sound came out of my mouth that went, okay, just... <laughs> Just, and clench. Just pure fear. <laughs> and then he was going, and he was jabbing away. And going, can you feel that? Like, yes. Yes, I can feel that. Thank you. I'm not convinced that this is a standard medical thing to happen. What, a prick up the ass? Mm. Mm. Several times, repeatedly. Sorry. Do you think they're having a bit of the fun prick. with you? Oh, I hope not. They might be. Anyway, so I had that. Like Patch Adams. Who's Patch Adams? He's the one with the burr. No, it's Grizzly Adams. Who's Grizzly Adams as well? Who's who? Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams? Yeah. Your audio's very bad this week, but don't don't fear not, listeners and viewers. Paul sends me his audio separately, and it will be absolutely fine. Uh, Grizzly Adams. No, Grizzly Adams was brill. Did you watch Grizzly Adams? No. I mean, was looked he wrestling the burr? Looked a bit like me burr? with this That's red hair from last Big, week. Looked a bit like the Bee Gees chap. That's it. Not that right. I do. Like a, like the old, <laughs> if you'd had a love child with Morris Gibb, it was that sort of look. Okay. Yeah, he lived in the woods, didn't he, with a burr? That's it. He lived with a burr. Yeah. And I think that were the closing titles just the burr lumbering around everywhere, or was that gentle probably band? like standing up, right? Yes. As burrs do. Yeah, I hated that bloody program. Do you remember B J McKay and the burr? B J and the burr. <laughs> no, it's not one of those films. Volume not. 9. B- BJ yeah, there was and a, the Burr. There was a kid's show called BJ and the Burr when we were kids. There was not. But do go on. A uh, quick swig of uh, cystitic piss. <laughs> um, yes, there was. Do you not remember BJ and the Burr? It was like a cheap rip-off of Any Which Way But Loose. And he drove round in, a, I think, a wagon with, like, uh, what was uh, Any Which Way But Loose? Was that an orangutan? I have absolutely no idea. Was that Clint Eastwood and a monkey? Yes. Right. He might have been an orangutan. I'm not certain. Okay. But BJ and the Burr... <laughs> um, BJ and the Burr was... Uh, a ch- Why a chimpanzee was a burr? I don't know. It might have been a burr. Should well, we have a look on the, the internet? What was the chip called BJ? No, I don't know. No, he was the driver was BJ McKay. Well, well where's the monkey coming to this? BJ McKay, and this is my best friend, Burr. Right, so he's got a burr and a monkey. No, he's not a burr. He's he's a chimpanzee. Yeah, he is. BJ and the burr. burr. Carl Burr. That's modern, isn't it? Mind you, when I lived in Canada, they used to go. Bear, bear, they say bear. Right. 
they just thought I was mental because a burr to them is one of them little prickly plant things. That's a burr. B-U-R-R, a burr. Right. So it was BJ and the bear. And what did, you don't what remember was, BJ and the bear? I don't remember BJ and the burr. This all sounds a bit Michael Jackson-y to me. So... <laughs> Mm, no, I don't remember any of this. So I'm you sure were I... recreating an episode of BJ and the Burr, probably. When? In the hospital. Well, I was just terrified. I yeah. wasn't happy. Well, and I then... would be driving around with a chimp in the passenger seat. He could grab the wheel and go mad any minute. That would. I mean, that would be more terrifying. I think. Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll think of that next time I'm in a position with someone coming at me with the prick. Just think of BJ and the Burr. i will have a think of that so anyway so there was that then there was an mri scan um they're not they're not fun 45 minutes you said 45 bloody minutes i was in this damn thing 45 minutes so i because like you i assumed it was a bit like a photocopier and it just sort of goes (laughs) and out and you're out and it's that no it's not they've got to put you in there and it's got the noises are mental, right? But it, it's like computer noises. But if Paddy Kingsland had come up with them in 1982, mm. it's that sort of noise. It doesn't sound modern and digital because computers these days don't need to make noises, do they? And no. um, so like I resent, you know, those cameras, digital cameras, but they make a noise when you press yeah. the button. It's like you don't need to program you that Switch in. that off. Switch that off. Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, so I was in there for 45 minutes. Then we come to the third set of tests, right? And this involved a man who was humorless. I've got to say, no humour whatsoever with this chap. Yeah. And he spent about an hour electrocuting me. Which was interesting. Um, And sort of like putting electrodes, pardon, all over the leg. And he's got this thing. Looks like a magnet, you know, in the cartoons. Yeah. Um... And, and he'd stick that on, and then he'd reach over, click his keyboard, and the bloody thing would shove a couple of hundred volts up me, which was quite something. Um, oh, no! And then there was one test where he put this bloody magnet thing behind the knee. Ooh, imagine that, behind the knee, and electrocuted me there. And then he said, oh, I'd have liked a bigger reaction, which made me immediately feel that I'd just got a bad review, of course. Mm-hmm. But then... To see if he could get a bigger reaction, he pushed the magnet into the back of my knee as far as hard as he could, put his hand on the other side of my knee, wearing rubber gloves, of course, on the other side, and then sort of compressed me. And then I almost went off the table when I got the electric shock off that. I thought, this is just an attempt to kill me now. Well, that means it's that's good, isn't it, though, that you feel it? Oh, yeah, it's good. But I told him I could feel the first one. He didn't Ah. need to do... Oh. It's like then, a Milgram experiment. Th- yes. Where just they like, turn the dial up. Just like that. But then, because that wasn't quite enough, I got told, well, we're going to try something now. It's like a combination of electricity and acupuncture. <sighs> Needles. <laughs> Needles. Oh, no. Needles stuck in the muscles. So I can see them sticking out of me. Needles stuck into various muscles. Then they turn the power on and electrify the needles. I almost went off the sofa thing I was lying on. I nearly took flight. But this, I, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, playing devil's advocate. This mm. is a good thing that you could feel them, wasn't it? Oh, it's a very good thing. Uh, it's just, I mean, I appreciate the thoroughness. 
But bloody hell. What you need is Barbara Windsor and Anita Harris coming in and testing for feeling by sort of gently stroking you. Yes, that's what I assumed would happen. Yeah, well, you get that on Booper. Uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. On the NHS, you get the old electrodes up the arse. Electrodes up the arse and Bernard Breslau in drag. Perfect. That's what we want. That would have amused me, though, a bit of Bernie. A bit of Bernie? Would, or a bit of Arthur Mullard, maybe. Cool! <laughs> Come over here, Lil. Have a yeah. look at this. That's all you need, a bit of Arthur Mullard. I watched Arthur Mullard on something earlier today, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it reminded me of where this issue that I've got to do with ITV actually uh, sort of like comes from. It was Go the strangest on. thing, right? So I'm watching an edition of Celebrity Squares from 1977, as one does. And it's all perfectly normal. I mean, do you remember Celebrity Squares? I... Yeah, just about. And the jokes, the jokes were written for the contestants. So they could say, Neris, what's the name of a pig that does this? And she'd come back with a quippy one-liner. But everyone had come back with a quippy one-liner and they were all obviously written by the same person. I think, mm. On the buses standard. Right, this is all fine, apart from when it comes to Arthur Mullard, who states that he thinks someone needs a kick up the Kyber Pass out the blue about nothing, which was a bit odd. He's a strange man, wasn't he? Um, I believe so. You, you have more data on that than me. Well, his daughter, after he died, said, oh, yes, he, uh, after, after his wife died, he said, you've got to take her place in every way. Mm. Yeah, yes. that is horrendous thought. There you go. So you've got him. You've got Ted Malt. That didn't end well. Uh, I like Neris- Ted Malt. I love Ted Malt. Love Ted Malt. Uh, Neris Hughes, Gene Rook, Willie Rushton. Um, love Willie. Good few, good few people like that. You got this lovely, lovely. Not cast in an of, NHS one. You got this lovely cast of people, and Bob's doing his full smarm, going for it. Bob is dressed in denim, instantly a denim, double, a denim three piece. Ooh, triple denim, triple denim, all the same exact uh, precise shape. A Canadian tuxedo. Is that what you call it? Yes, I I approve of that. So he's in yeah. a Canadian tux, and then he says, "Here's this week's letter of the week." And he reads out this letter from this old woman who's obviously just after cash. All she's done is she's written and going, oh, Bob, my daughter's like, she's uh, she's a single mum to a child and the child's not very well and she can barely afford to eat, Bob. And Bob went, in that case, we're going to send you £50. And at that moment, my ITV sensor went, that's the problem. It's that sort of thing. We Considering don't do the that. No, not quite. But... Bob's only helping that one. How many letters will they have had into ATV that week? Uh, about 100,000 more the week after. Right, there you go. And all of a sudden, so she's all right, nobody else is. I prefer the BBC method of spreading it out. And I of thought... Of giving nobody anything. Give lots of money through children in need. You do realise that letter potentially is a good chance it never, ever existed. And Bob just wrote it. Oh, God, that's probably the case, actually, isn't it? Of course it, it is. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. We found out it was all nonsense about ten years ago. Wasn't the what was it like a Blue Peter scandal or something? Uh, there was a, a thing about naming an animal, wasn't there? The competition winner. Yeah, but I think on the day they couldn't get through to the competition winners. So I mean, was it there was a phone line problem going out of TV centre? They found out they'd been making up the winners for many years. No, it was once. Was it? It was a one-off. So why was it, it was... a big scandal then? Well, because the papers are twats, aren't they? 
Oh. That's the problem. It's just that the Murdoch press decided to make something of it. And I'm demanded. amazed there are still papers. Aren't Ooh. you? Who buys oh, a paper? Very rarely. Very, in fact, never, thinking about it. Never? You take Tudor life now. I do take Tudor life, yes. Yes. I'd rather yes. like. Um, but no, I don't think I've taken a paper. Last time I would have taken a paper, probably... Oh, I did it when I was on holiday in Dubrovnik, because I noticed they... Wandering I round with an observer under your arm. I noticed they sold the Times. Oh, the Times. I only buy it for the crossword, you know. <laughs> you know, I... But I walk around Dubrovnik being English for a moment. That's all, dear. So ah, was it part of that? Yeah. Did you have some of those glasses with shades that flip down? Because you need no, them. No, but I need those, don't I? But I had, need... the, I had the hat. Yeah. Had the Del Monte outfit on. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. I think the last time I bought a newspaper was probably a Liverpool Echo. Oh no, hmm. I've bought them when there's been reviews in. I'll be honest. I have. Oh, bought, okay, no, fair I, enough. I bought that. Uh, so, um, but bought it out of compulsion the last newspaper i will have bought was the liverpool echo special when george harrison died how long ago was that 2001 2002 oh blimey and that was just a one-off i mean we used to every day when i was a kid we got the daily post which doesn't exist anymore mm. the liverpool daily post yeah it's a shame isn't it well the the local sort of like print news media industry is Buggered, isn't it? I mean, it's all centralised now, so that's why if you're on Facebook or something, it'll have a headline from Shropshire Live, but yeah. it'll be to do with, you know, something that's happened on television on a reality show. It's not really Shropshire-based then, is it? Well, there's but been it's a just centralised. Great, great headline this week, which mm. you may have seen. I know you've seen because I sent it to you. Oh, yeah. The lady who just given birth and had a Greg's straight after. Now then, I, I wonder what Mr. Flight Lieutenant Carmichael, uh, QC and Bar, thought of, of that lady. I think... Mm. I've, I've had a Greg's in the past. Quite. I've had a Greg's or two, and that's different, because I wouldn't have done it. No, you've just come out of giving birth, common. It's just common, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. not. It's it's just wrong that, and you know I blame her partner as well equally because as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, there isn't a Greg's yet on site at the Liverpool Women's Hospital, so I thoroughly blame him. In he's there may probably... have been where she is though. There are a lot what, of in Greg's. Greg's giving birth in Greg's behind the cakes. No, they have things like that in hospitals now, don't they? Like not a Greg's. Oh no. They, they have, have a... costas and stuff. That's different, though, isn't it? One might. Yeah, need but it. I bet you that they have a Greg's in the hospital. Oh my God! I hope they not. have. Dr Witness is about to get a drive-through Greg's. <laughs> Did you really? know that? Yeah. No, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! They have them in London. Do they? They do. A drive-through Greg's. A drive-through Greg's. I remember back in the nineties when um, I was a big-time pastry consumer. Um, and I, I always wondered who would win the war out of Greg's and Sayers. Yeah, Greg's it's a bit won. like it is. It's a bit like VHS and Betamax, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, why? Greg's because won. but why? Because Sayers' food was better. I'm not certain. I think that Greg's the edge that Greg's have is that they use white cheese in their cheese and onion slice. Why does that? Is that like? White dog shit versus an all dog shit. No, What's... I think that people don't uh, don't so much trust the sort of orangey cheese slice in this country. 
Is it too foreign? I think it's a little exotic for your uh, your casual pastry consumer. But Red Leicester? Yeah, but there was that scare story about Anato in cheese, wasn't there? The orange colourant. Was there? Mm. No doubt stoked by the gutter press. So do you think that people in this country don't want to eat it because of that or because they just go, looks a bit foreign? Which one do you reckon? Well, I think probably somebody uh, like a big corporation has bought Greg's. I think that's probably it. I think that my cheese coloration theory is probably rubbish. I think that you'll find someone like bloody Rank Hovis McDougal or someone has bought Greg's. Very probably. And, and shoved them everywhere. But... Um, I like a Sayers. Do you like a Sayers? I prefer a Sayers. Yes, I do. They used to have little sit-down Sayerses. They did. They had a little well, sit-down Sayers. A hot pasty with a sort of a little bit of cress, half hmm. tomato and whatnot. You know, vaguely healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Don't get that in Greg's. No. No. No, you Ooh. don't. No. no. But not, and especially not when you've just given birth. No. <laughs> I just saw it and it was just like, this is just going to... I think he could do with getting his ginger up, I thought, because I, he's not it, well. It just didn't make me feel happy, that story, to be honest with you. I thought, oh, no. No, that shouldn't be allowed. And that's it. It's not even something to get angry about. Oh. It's just one of those little things where, when I'm allowed and establish the Reich, that'll be one of the things that's on the list. Right. That sort of nonsense. I, I don't know how broad I could be with the list, but if I could just go, none of that nonsense. And it yeah. includes things like that. It includes yeah. ITVB. It includes all that sort of shit. Just no, absolutely not. Well, there'd have to be a sort of central agency that everything had to be passed through hmm. before it was allowed for public consumption. Bit like the Master of the Revels sort of used yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I approve of this. You'd be just... busy, though. Oh, I'd... I'd, I'd... Delegate. Give, yes, delegate it to, I don't know, sw sweatshops somewhere. You could have AI, couldn't you, that would spot anything that's sort of like a hospital bed and pastry in the same picture? Well, you could have now then. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, news-wise, old Elon Musk this week has been appealing for people to take a pause developing AI because they think it's going to go mad and kill us or something. Which is a bit worrying. He's probably right. Yeah, I think so. Because I've not seen many films, but I have sat through Terminator, and I don't fancy that. No, I don't. There was a, a thing in uh, either Washington or San Francisco where they had these bloody robot dogs wandering round. Have you seen that? No. Now, I'm they're not, not allowed that. to be armed, but they're allowed to have explosives. <laughs> American logic. Right. Hang on, I'm picturing... Does it look a bit like K-9? No, it's one of them things on four legs. You're not seeing them. Oh, things. absolutely not. So it walks like the American werewolf yeah. in London. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not interested. Yeah, not it's having scary, it. isn't it? Yeah, I don't want that. It's not if it can blow up. Yeah, it can. If you do something wrong, like post a picture of yourself eating a Greggs after an operation or something like that. Mm. But horrifying though that is, have you had out nice this week? Nice things. I have had a few nice things. Go ahead. Uh, so... <clears throat> I get, well, because I've been loitering around um, train stations a little bit more than usual, even. Uh, yes, so you I, have. And, they, and they've got the old, you know, sex places. Uh, so I did pop in. What can I get? Now, I do have this thing where basically up to a tenner, fine. Yeah. Over a tenner, it's like, well, is it worth it? Um, and the trouble is, that also applies, it would seem, when it comes to buying more than one thing. Because I saw The Wicker Man was in there on Blu-ray. Oh, very nice. Three disc release. There's three versions of the film now. 
Did you know okay. this? So no. there's the original theatrical version that makes you feel yes. sorry for Edward Woodward. With, with very uh, little uh, Ingrid Pitt. Very little Ingrid Pitt, that's true. Then there's the full-length version where they cobbled it together from bits of video and stuff. Yeah. But now there's the final cut as supervised by Robin Hardy, the most complete version you can get. Okay. So there's three versions of the film on here. Um, lots of other things, and there's also a soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack is there as a CD. Fantastic. Soundtrack's great. The soundtrack's wonderful. I've actually got the soundtrack already, though, but on, on vinyl, so I shall oh, listen to Oh, of course. Summer is a coming in losing cuckoo. There we go. And because of all this, I was feeling a bit folk horror-ish, and I also noticed two other films. So I'm going to try and watch... Well, I've got time to watch films this week, and I have to do a lot of sitting down. So, look at this for a beautiful cover. This is a film called Ammonite. Okay. Right? Now then, beat this. Oh, I haven't got my glasses. In the 1840s, um, exclaimed self-taught paleontologist Murray Anning walks alone on the wild and brutal southern English coastline of Lyme Regis... Anyway, she basically, she's a paleontologist. She isn't taken seriously. She meets this other woman, and then she becomes a paleontologist. It's one of those British films. Good, solid stuff. Good, solid stuff. Certificate 15, Strong Sex. Who? Strong then we come, Sex. Then we come to the final line um, about her, about Murray and Charlotte. It is the beginning of a passionate and all-consuming love affair. I see. I'm, now I'm, I know why you bought it. No, no, I didn't ah, read that. Yes. No, no, I didn't read that no, far. No, I didn't <laughs> read it, officer. I, I'm just interested in the Ammonites. Yeah, I'm interested in the Ammonites. It looks beautiful, doesn't it? Look, oh, look at the two cover. ladies on the front. That's all they do. On the front. That's all that they're doing. Yes, Simple as front. that. Yeah. And then, anyway, it was four quid. And I shall probably only watch the end anyway yes um, i should think so looking out for the passionate love affair eh? bit of that also four quid midsummer that's meant to have been inspired by the wicker man here we see however what happens because you can't take labels off sex things sometimes so you end up with that. better water i'll get rid of that uh, i'll give it a shot have you seen this one no midsummer so basically it's uh, no these murders. two what what no murders oh yeah there's murders oh so well, it's just it's midsummer with murders. No, no, no. Or are they murders? Because there's basically oh. these people, they go off somewhere scandy uh, to stay in a village and it's going to be all nice. But they have a festival not unlike the Wicker Man, which is quite brutal and sacrificial. Oh. And that's basically it. I thought I'll add that to the folk horror pile and have a watch. Did you ever watch, uh, I think it was called The Third Day, that thing with Judd... What's he called? Leslie Judd. No, no, but that would be good. Judd Stred. I don't I think know. he's called Judd. Judd. Edward Judd. No. Jude um. Law. <laughs> Jude Law. <laughs> right, saying. yes. I knew there was a Judd in there. Right. Did you ever Go watch on. that the third day? No, I've never seen That's it. That's very like The Wicker Man. Very good. A Sky series from 2020, I think it was. Oh, no, I saw the first episode of it. Absolutely not. Not, not watching that. I, I thought you wouldn't like it. No, it's all stressful and people shouting. I don't need There's that. no people shouting, but I, I don't think that they uh, fit your desirable quota for who you want to see on screen. Not for who I want to see and not for the fact that, you know, we don't need tension in drama. Well, I you don't do. Like, well, sort of, but not bad tension. Well, there's a lot of bad tension in Shakespeare. Uh, that's different, though. 
because that's, you know, proper. It's not ITV, is it? It's not someone saying, oh, my daughter's disabled, can I have money, Bob? It's not that, is it? It's it's <laughs> it's polite, okay? Polite tension building up. Plus, they all just say what they're going to do anyway. So you've got that. So it's not really tense. So, no, it was oh, good. Now, now I shall kill my father. All right, you're going to do that, are you, Hamlet? Fair it enough. It was better than the version of the Midwich Cuckoos. I haven't seen that, although I have ordered... Uh, Village of the Damned and Children of the Damned because mm. they're brilliant films. Ian Hendry and Children of the Damned. Ian Hendry. Edwin Judd's got to turn up in them somewhere, surely. He must do, but now I'm picturing oh, I'm, I'm picturing the late king now, Edward Judd. Because didn't he what? play Sorry. Edward and Mrs Simpson? He was Edward. No, that was uh, Edward Oh, no, Fox. that was Fox. Edward Fox. Yeah. Who's Edward Judd? Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Edward Judd was Think Once, Think Twice, Think Bike. The Day the Earth Caught Fire with Leo McKern. Yeah, I can't pick. Elsie yes, Tanner's, Elsie Tanner's bloke. There and we he had are. The comb over. Yeah, now I remember. Yes. You remember now? Yeah, I remember now. now I've mentioned oh. Elsie Tanner. As soon as you mention Elsie, oh yes. I bought something this week that you advised me to get. What have you got? There we go. Wonderful. Michael McStay's book, Inconsequential and Irrelevant. I presume mm. Michael's selling these himself on eBay. I think so, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Half the price of the uh, publisher. Um, looking forward to that. It's a wonderful book. Absolutely wonderful book. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got films. A bit boring. You've got films? I've got films. So I'm going to watch films and recuperate. And a dog. I've got a dog. You've got a dog. I've got a dog now. I've become a dog owner. And you know yes. what? Instantly. Because instant, it's the sort of village that suits a dog. Yeah. Right. You take dogs into all the pubs and that sort of thing. And not for, you know, fighting purposes. Just because it's a nice thing to do. So I've always wanted a dog here. But the amazing thing is it opens up a whole different strata of people. Dog walkers. Who automatically having a dog seems to mean that you are duty-bound to talk to other people who have dogs, mm. which I had no idea about. Yes, dog people. Well, your people, dear. Well, people my people quality now. stock. Uh, I think so, yeah, with yes. their various dogs that they've got and and saying, oh, he's beautiful. Yes, he is. He's going to get big. They've all said he's going to get big. I'm well, like, they will Shit. look at his paws. I mean, it would be different if you were walking around a sort of, you know, uh, a bull terrier with one ear and three legs. I wouldn't do that, no. I don't think we'd allow that. Well, someone like that would immediately be uh, asked to leave the village, wouldn't they? Asked to leave the village or taken in. Yes, promised a cream tea. That's the sort of and thing. And they're sat in the back of the van eating this cream tea and the door's shut and it's like, boom, boom, bang on the side. All right, Fred. That's it. And they just hear the <laughs> as they lose consciousness. Absolutely. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's the tolerance levels of where you, you mm. live. Of it where is. you live. But yeah, so I've, so I've got a dog. A bit of a weird one, because at the moment, you know, my health's up the wall, and I've got a dog coming, and then you think, well, the sensible thing to do would be to say no to the dog. Then I'll, absolutely not. No, dogs are great. They have them in hospitals. Dogs oh, are absolutely. so good. Dogs are wonderful animals. Yeah. So, yeah, so a dog owner all of a sudden, dear. I'm now a dog owner, mm. don't you know? I'm you should put it on owner. your Twitter bio. Oh, I might do that. I might dog update. owner. Dog owner, yes. Brackets pedigree. Yeah, oh, well, you know. What pedigree is it? Isn't it a border collie? Well, no, no, he's, uh, he's uh, hang on, a boar doodle. A boar doodle? A boar doodle, yes. Ah. So he's half collie, 
half poodle. I my mate's got a labradoodle, beautiful mm. dog. Thing beautiful is though, dog. labradoodles, boardoodles, and all of these things. Wouldn't we have just said mongrel when? In the old days, yes. They, you know, because as far as I'm concerned, I've got a bit of a mutt here. Not a yeah, but you couldn't charge fifteen hundred quid for it if it was uh, if it was a mongrel. No, I suppose not. So if you call it a boardoodle, suddenly you can. Yes, boardoodles are what you do in meetings. Well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I've seen yours. Mine, yes. Of Wurzel Gummidge. Quite a few times. Quite a few times. Cup of tea and a slice of and cake. And a slice of cake. <laughs> you um, but, you yes. missed out on the meeting this week. I missed a meeting. Well, that was, to be fair, that was because I was on the receiving end. So, BJ in the bar. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really get out of it. But uh, Yes, so I just spent a lot of time reading. Now then, here's a lesson. Right, so, 1954, mm. President Eisenhower... Went yeah. missing for 12 hours, right? The official story is he had an emergency dental visit. Is this the meeting uno- UFOs? The unofficial story is he was meeting with a- um, aliens at the ah. Edwards Air Force Base to obtain technology. And How have you, you strayed into my world then? Do you know what? This well, is on the official NASA Twitter. Hmm. Jeremy Carbell in the US. Uh, there's a great documentary that uh, goes on about it all. Ah, it's yeah. fascinating stuff. So I, I, I thought I should read up on this immediately. And uh, and I did. Now then, where's my notes? I made notes. Can you believe? Uh, I can't find my notes, dear. Anyway, but he did. He disappears for 12 hours. And they said, well, he always had this problem with the crown. But he disappears off and he meets these various aliens who say, we'll give yes. you everything if you give up nuclear weapons. And then he didn't give up nuclear weapons. No. And that's but why we, we got the iPhones it. and stuff. We got the iPhones. So I was looking at that, and then I was thinking, bloody hell, and it's on the official NASA website. And then I thought, let's see what else they say on the official NASA Twitter feed. And uh, One of them said, yeah, we're going to be real with you. We killed some aliens. And I thought, uh, NASA? Is, is this the official NASA then? No. Uh, and then um, uh, somebody has questioned, TF, do you think I mean, believe that means Dafuk? Uh, is going on in Area 51 then, and NASA have replied, that's where we torture the ones who are still alive. And then, of course, I realised that what's happened is somebody has now bought a blue tick. Yeah. Changed themselves into NASA. Well done, Elon Musk, for this little thing. Yeah, you've got to say in the bio you're a parody, haven't you, or you get booted off. Mm. I didn't read that extensively. I just thought they were admitting aliens. There's something about blue ticks. Oh, was it an April <coughs> Fool? Because there were a few April Fools, obviously, yesterday. Mm. Um, isn't he getting rid of blue ticks? Quick sweep Apparently. Mm. Apparently he is, yes. Okay. You buying one? No. no. Absolutely not. Because I think Twitter's just going to become a toilet, isn't it? Um, I'd, I, I've been putting a few photos of the show on there. I've not done much mooching around. Right. Um, there was a great post I saw today. Uh, you know Robert Dorney, the sort of big guy who shows <laughs> up in Hancock's Half Hour? Yes. Because he's from St. Helens, and I always quite like that. Mm. Um, so he got a follow, whoever that guy is, because he put Robert Dorney on. I like... I like my bit of Twitter that's, like, nothing to do with the real world. That's all right. Yeah, I suppose that's all right. That's okay. So, general consumption Twitter is horrid, is it? Uh, Fairly horrid, yeah. But what about the fact that now Robert Dorney 
who previously would have had his blue tick, and you could go, well, I know who I'm talking to. If that vanishes, you could be talking to a pretender. Well, I not could. in Robert Dorney's case, because he's dead. But He's well some, dead. Somebody else could be posing as Colin Baker and start telling you to go fuck yourself. They could. And it's he's got a blue a pro- tick. It's going to be a problem for Carl, that. It's going to be a problem for lots of people. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I, I, mm. I don't know. I don't Because I'm not a blue tick. And because nobody is interested in what I tweet, I just sort of treat it as, you know, there's great things like this morning when that popped up uh, yeah. that I sent to you. Yeah. Um, Michael Sheard, age 32, looking oh. like 60. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. That was that's properly peculiar. How he always looked that old from I mean, thirty, it must be. Because if you watch him, he's in one from nineteen sixty-five. Michael Shear. This is Mister Bronson from Grange Hill. We're talking about, oh, of course, course, yeah. Um, and there's one from sixty-five that he's in, and he looks at least mid forties. It's crazy. What was he? There twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Man, yeah. that's nuts. It's just amazing, isn't it? Well, the but, guy who plays the lead guy in the Mutants, you hmm. must know his name. The guy who goes mad, the guy who's running it all. Oh, uh, Paul Whitson Jones. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he died when he was 50. Yeah. So he must have been in his 40s there. Yeah, he is. He's he got is. massive bags and loads of this and that. Huge. He's in his late 40s because he didn't survive the 70s. He didn't make it into no. the 80s. No, he died about two years after that, didn't he? he must yeah, have been around about 75 he died. So, yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? They just must have had harder lives. They just must have had. Well, was it also a fashion thing? Because, like, the comb-overs and that sort of thing. Was that... Didn't well, help, Well, he doesn't did have it? one, does he? Well, With no, but, I mean, jobs. generally, I mean, you have that sort of look. Or, like, when women used to have really big, tight perms and that sort of thing. That would yeah. age them. So was it fashion that was responsible or health? It's all the big bags under their eyes and the bloody lines they've got, though, as well, isn't it? Oh, is that smoking? Yeah, maybe smoking. I don't Could know. I don't yeah. know. They had hard paper rounds, as the saying goes. You know. Mm. Yeah. Hard you never heard that round. one. Never heard that one. Such a body looking. Oh, I had a hard paper round. <laughs> so that's uh, that's an old saying. I don't know. Um, are you uh, going to give the Nordic spirits a try this week, then? I am, actually. I, am. I have to pop to the shops uh, in a little bit. Um well, sort of walking a bit like a crab at the moment, to be honest with you, but I'm going to give it a shot, take the dog out again, and uh, get some of those. They're wonderful, aren't they? They're like, now then, do they eventually just disintegrate to no. nothing? No, right. I've got to change mine now. Okay. And here, get go. rid of it, chuck it in yep. the bin. There you go. So it's pure, a little pillow of pure tobacco under the top lid. Or as Rupert said to me, uh, it's just a fag butt. <laughs> it does look and taste. Yeah, yeah. I can see, yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. So oh, no, what are you I'm doing gonna... the next week then, mate? You're off for two weeks. What well, are you going to do? Walk off, the dog? And... I'm going to walk the dog and wait for medical people to say, could you come in and could you bring your ass with you again? Because we just want to check that sort of thing because they've got a fixation with it at the moment. Yes. You just don't. You just need to know what's up with you, don't you? That's all I want to know. Just tell me what's up and I shall cope from this, but I won't. Um, but uh, I shall be stoic. It might be all that hands and knees business in rehearsal, though. It could be that. I mean, I think it started before the hands and knees business, but nevertheless, it could be that. But um, no, I should be. I should be watching films. Um, and oh, I've got a man in at the moment. Oh, right now. Right now, there's a man. A malk. There's a malk. Right. Who's um, fixing a new tap that I fancy the look of? 
Why? Well, because it's it's all bendy, so it looks mm. a bit like it's from Blade 7. Yeah. But it's got sensors. You don't have to turn it on. You just put your hand near it and it starts. Why don't you put it in? Absolutely not. No, he said it was complicated. He was going to do it the other day and then he went, need to give this half a day. Now, if it was half a day for him, it would never happen for me and the house would be destroyed. Yeah, it this would, is true. It would go terribly, terribly wrong. You'd be Terry Scott on that car on the top of the uh, Austin Princess uh, vote for Medford. Precisely that. You know, I don't, I don't fancy that at the moment. So no, there's a man in putting a new tap in, which I think is a... There we are. That's lovely for a Sunday. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, how about yours? How's your week looking? Um, Saying goodbye to a good friend, sadly, on Tuesday. Got a funeral mm-hmm. on Tuesday. The marvellous Mark. Um, yeah. So, yeah, got to do that. Um... It's crazy when somebody that alive is gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, anyone who saw him performing live or knew him, you know, he was yeah. such an alive person. It's like, well, I'm very sedentary. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll kind of sit there. I'm like Urs Rock. You just sort of like, well, you know, is he going to move? Yes. Whereas Mark would never sit still, you know. Um, so yeah. sadly got to say goodbye to Mark on Tuesday um, and then looking forward to the gorging of Easter yes we're nearly there dear we're nearly we there. I've got nearly a great there. big leg of lamb cooking now oh I've got a big bit of beef in cooking yes. at the moment I've stuffed it as well that was, long that was as Mark hard. doesn't turn the lecky off if Mark turns the lecky off I should be most upset yes no, uh, no. Um, so yeah I've got that and then Easter of course we've got to look forward to the coronation of King Charles III. Is that over Easter? Well, it's May the 6th, which is... Uh, they, they put it there because that, that's my birthday, presumably. So they're going to coronate him on the same day. I approve of this. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's coming up. off, though. What? Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of like with the funeral, isn't it? It shows that there is money and resources there at the drop of a hat when we need it. Yes, but maybe this is something that we do need as a nation. It's been we, do. Old... we do, we do, we do. of the Brits. Blitz, I, no, no, even. I'm no royalist. But I think that these occasions, to be done with all that pomp and that, I think they're very good for the country. No, oh, no, they absolutely are. So hopefully, yeah. So will you watch at all or not? No. <laughs> Why not? I have no interest in it, to be quite honest with you. Um, but it is the pomp and ceremony, isn't it? And the history and the pageantry. Yeah, and... yeah it's sort of, but it also does rile me. You know what I mean? Because there's so right. much poverty about it. It sort of riles me up. But I, I, do, I do understand, you know, the benefit for the nation's mood. Yeah. I do understand that the pubs will be full of people celebrating it. Uh, people will be having little street parties. I'm all for that. Yeah, they keep advertising this, saying, are you going to have a coronation street party? And I think, oh, Elsie Tanner, every time. And then I read it again, oh. So I'm, no, no, I'm not doing that. I I'm not going to have the Crossroads one. Wasn't there a Crossroads one coronation party? Oh, there will uh, have uh, been. A Silver Jubilee. Yeah, 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 they'll have done that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sort of remember that for some reason. I remember Crossroads more than Corrie. Yeah, they do mad stuff like that. Like there's there's one where uh, Charles and Di got uh, engaged and suddenly, all of a sudden, it just cuts to everyone in reception for drinks. Stop whatever you're doing and let's toast the happy couple straight to camera. Um, oh, yeah, they always did stuff like that. There lovely stuff. Yeah, that's lovely. Need so you'll be sat that. there in your cardboard crown. Yes. Will it be your birthday? It, it will, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be your birthday, so you'll be sat festooned with gifts. No. Yes. 
Watching Co- the man get coronated for me. Watching a man get coronated. I wonder how long it's going to be on for. It'll be bloody ages, won't it? Oh, it'll be all day. Won't it? I reckon it'll be a no- eight o'clock start till about four o'clock in the afternoon. Then highlights. That's what they'll do. Yeah, you'll be watching that's- them, won't you? Through a fog of port. That's this. That's the plan. Absolutely. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I, think I, I might do that. Cop a look at old King Sausage Fingers. We'll see. Hmm. Good for the, uh, not good for anyone really, but we'll see what happens. It's good but, uh, for the nation. It is good for the nation. It's like when we win uh, a sporting tournament or something like that. Hmm. I know, but you you see the the benefit that it has. I see the vomit people. all over the streets. Well, of course you do, and people leave cans of dark fruit cider on your window. On my window sill. Yes, mm. they do. Yes, That's they do. Happens. So there'll probably be plenty of that. Oh, there'll be none of that with the coronation. If they, they'd be leaving champagne flutes on the window, if it was a sort of like empty that. Bollinger. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah we're not going to leave dark cider fruits on the window sill. Absolutely not. Who knows? Who knows? Greg's might do a. I bet Greg's do a celebratory slice. Oh, they will, won't they? Of oh, course they will. A King no, Charles slice with sausage in it, to, you know, because of his fingers. Well, I don't know if I approve of this or not. This is a difficult one. You'll probably get one, won't you? Well, yes. And I'll a get... coronation chicken sandwich. There's something like that. No, I hate coronation chicken. It's horrible, That's, isn't it? Yes. Foul isn't it stuff. like cold curry? Basically, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, because it was, wasn't it for the coronation that it was sort of basically dreamt up? To make everyone feel they were eating something a bit special and different, like the Queen would. It sounds like rationing food, doesn't it? It does, essentially, yeah. In 1952, we would have still been in that world. We would. would. I'll tell you something interesting about this week. Go on. Um, One of our lovely Twitter followers, Gemma Webb, Mm -hmm. uh, posted uh, that the meaning of life was 40 years old this week. And in a curry-related fact, because yeah. you weren't able to join us for the victory curry after the London show, no. um, it, on Taj Lark Lane, uh, not mm. that they're paying me, but it was very, very nice. Uh, that's in Liverpool. And Simon, our fantastic pianist, yes. uh, was in The Meaning of Life. They came to his school. He's one of the kids in the thing. One of the kids? What, when when they're doing the sex education lesson? Or? No, he's not. In, oh, yeah, he's in that bit as well, he said. But um, when Michael Palin's doing the, oh, God, please don't burn us, and all that stuff. Oh, They my came God. to their school. Um, so that was a factoid this week. Blimey, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those lovely little join the dots moments. Where yeah, all of a sudden yeah. It's they all got 20 together. quid. Well, oh, the rugby match, he was there for that. Good God. Yeah. I'd well, love that as a kid. I I would. Oh, well, would I? I mean, I turned down, why don't you? Probably, oh, no, I don't want to be in that one. I like the life of Brian. Probably you could have been, have been Doctor Who now. You could have been coming back as a bridge between Geordie and Shooty. Oh, no. Don't think I haven't thought of that a lot. Do you never sort of go off into that world when you're... Well, I did there. in the MRI machine. Ah. I had to, because right? it was 45 bloody minutes in there. So I had to sort of go off into that world, which was essentially a Blake 7 thing and sort of like... You know, you know where they do so. Well, mind control. We're going to alter his brain inside this big old Terry Nation machine. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. they've got cameras in those. You know, yeah. I mean, not not just to take photos of your bits. They've got normal cameras as well, so well, they maybe can that'll see... be on the box set, sort yeah. of extra. No, it turns out basically they they could see the faces I was doing uh, as I was acting this out in my head. Yes, 
Now that would be worth a watch. Are you all right, Mr. Carmichael? Oh, yeah, absolutely fine. Oh, you've looked in some discomfort. Oh, dear. Uh, 1978 fighting, Studio I was fighting Avon. <laughs> so then I just lay there very still. Yes. Well, yes. it's probably for the best, isn't it? So they can take photos of what they need. Your nerves. Yes, I suppose. Your nerves. Anyway, so yes, so that's that's the week for me. Walking a dog and awaiting phone calls. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least you've got like, your imagination to escape to. Mm. Thank God for that. Me and Dylan Nesbitt tripping happily over the hills together. Oh, I can imagine that in your favourite you. graveyard. Oh, that'll do me. But now with a dog. So, you know. Now with a dog. Swings and roundabouts, yeah. Darren Nesbitt and his brother, obviously, the founders of Our Price Records. Of course. Absolutely. I loved that. sold Price. it just before the digital revolution. Mm. Very, very smart move. Very good Very move. smart move. It's a great interview with him with John Fleming, uh, the comedy blogger, where he's sort of gleeful that they offloaded it just before the digital revolution. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I love, love the man. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. yes, yes, yes. He's a yes. cracker. And also in Where Eagles Do. Well, he's in so much, isn't he? With that, mm. those great big lips on him. Yeah. Looking all, all Germanic and serious. He's fantastic in Special Branch, isn't he? He's brilliant in that. But do you think he was an actor of his time? And did that time come to an end? Have you seen Victim? Dirt no. Bogard. No. Where he's a blackmailer all in leather. It's sort of like uh, Dirt Bogard's being blackmail because of a gay affair that he's had and Darren Nesbitt is the blackmailer and he's sort of all in leather very like a Freddie Mercury looking sort of 80s gay fashion sort of thing Mm -hmm. and uh, so he's like that on a motorbike and Norman Bird is the interlocutor between uh, Bogard and um, Darren it's a good film you've never seen Victim never seen it oh it's brilliant Ooh, I may have to give that a go. Add yeah, it to the pile of films I'm going to force myself to sit through. Yeah, you've got to watch Victim. Dirt Bogard's sort of like that period where he's so established he can pick and choose his project. Mm. Of course, he, he went some... off and filmed Death in Venice, didn't he? He did. He did. I've never watched that. I just know uh, that, uh, wasn't it, that the makeup that they applied sort of basically burnt his face off. Yeah. That's some it's... sort of very unfortunate solvent they were using. And it nearly killed It's him. a beautiful looking film, but it's a tough watch. Mm. It's like, you know. But Dirk, again, he could be your doctor. He played Simon Sparrow in all those uh, fantastic early Doctor movies. I think, I think I'd think i be happier if that was the case, because at least he would have looked to camera when he said, no, it's just the prick. He'd have actually <laughs> given a glance to camera three rather than just me doing it, even though there was just a bloody wall in front of my face. So you I'd need prefer... James Robertson justice in there. I do. With uh, Who was it? Uh, Arthur Haynes in the bed, wasn't it? Oh. What's the bleeding time? Half past two, sir. <laughs> yes, you need all of that going on. I do. I need that at the moment. But you we'll do. see what happens, dear. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Well, uh, fingers crossed all is well. I'm certain it will be. Mm-hmm. I'm certain it will be. Um, and yes. I think we've run out of stuff to talk about, really. I think so, yeah. Yes. Well, we hope you all have a lovely Easter break mm-hmm. at home and that you survived April Fool's Day, as did we, unscathed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but Paul was taken in by the false NASA, so hey. Um, yes, well, it happens, dear. Yes. Yeah. Blame the MRI. Paul yeah, Paul McCartney is still not real, but yeah. No. Paul McCartney's no! Paul McCartney. I'm yet to see anything that can convince me otherwise. Apart from Paul McCartney. 
Well, that doesn't prove anything, does it? Prove to me he wasn't in a car accident and fatally killed. Proof, Mark, you. I'm certain that um, if you were to do a DNA test, that he and Mike would prove to be siblings. Oh, this is like when the Jehovah's Witnesses came round and said to me when I brought the blood thing up, and they went, we've got a substitute for blood now, have you? Really? Oh, yeah, that's what they said to me. Do they mean that wine they have on the altar? I immediately thought of veal substitute, um, but uh, no, no, there's a substitute, substitute blood. Bullshit. Honest to God, that's what they said at the door. Well, if there's a man at the door with fake blood, I'd slam it in his face, I'm Absolutely. afraid. Don't welcome him over your footstep, that's for sure. But they don't come round since the pandemic. No, they don't, but they stand there looking sinister with their pamphlets, don't they? Mm. Oh, yes, they do. Yes. I'm sure they're very happy, though. Yeah, they've got that look that suggests they're happy, but it's that look that murderers have when they they look happy. Divine serenity. Nah, I don't think so. No. There's something a lot more sinister going on than that. I shall find Mm. out what it is. Hence the fake blood. There you go. It's all terrifying. And they get all het up about dinosaurs as well. Did they? They get very cross because they think the Earth's only 6,000 years old. I think this is the Jehovah's Witnesses. Could be anyone, really. It could be. It could just be some nutcase. Did he have a one-eared, three-legged dog with him? Oh, it could have been someone like that, couldn't it? Who escaped so. from the train station before being repelled back to Birkenhead. Send him for a cream tea. There we go. That's all. There we go. Oh, right. Well, yeah. on that note, the cream tea note. Uh, have a lovely week at home, and until the next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. <laughs>